0: welcome to elevate podcast the fastest way to elevate your life brought to you by elevatebooks.com
1: hello and welcome to another one of our elevate podcast my name is benjamin j harvey the difference maker mentor and once again we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the elevate series now, if you wanna find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Dr. Irene Chim. Now, for those of you who don't know Irene, she is actually a chiropractor, health coach and teacher. Now, while pursuing her studies, she researched the effects of chronic stress, which gained her a PhD from the University of Sydney, where she's actually been teaching for 12 years. In 2006, she actually established a holistic and wellness-based chiropractic practice, where she goes beyond alleviating her client's pain to actually helping them reach their true health potential. She also loves assisting families to become the best versions of themselves and go out there and live great big lives. Now, Irene is a certified neuroemotional technique practitioner, or NET for short, which she actually marries up with a gentle, low-force chiropractic adjustments to really bring about life-altering changes in her clients. Now, in addition to all of this and being a clinician... Irene is actually an advocate for sustainability and environmental health. So could you please join me in welcoming to the show today, Dr. Irene Chin. Hello.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me, Ben.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: I'm really looking forward to this.
1: I like am too. <laughs> I am too. It's, it's good nice. <laughs> to it, it is. It's good to have you here. Now, I know there's a lot of listeners out there who uh, maybe they haven't got a copy of your international bestseller yet. Uh, maybe they haven't met you before or uh, checked out your incredible website, au. So for the people who haven't met you before and want to know more about you, tell us, first of all, why are you so passionate about health and well-being and transformation and healing? Why why this topic for you?
0: Um, yeah, good question. I've always been, I think as long as I've, um, I've, as I've remembered, I've um i've never really felt comfortable um, when people are around me i'm not well or i'm unhappy or I just feel like there is there's there's, an, there's so much more than um you know the suffering thats that, that's around and when I was older and um looking into what I should be studying and so on I realized that um Health is really where I'm passionate about and look, um, helping people and seeing people to be a better version of themselves and not just being just ordinary but actually being the ultimate better version of themselves. Um, I guess it just brings me so much joy and passion and it creates a sense of peace within me, to be honest.
1: Yeah, right. Like it lights you up.
0: Yes, it does. It does. Um, I actually feel this unease and like a sense of a lack of peace when I know I could do more.
1: Mm. now I know yeah. you've studied a lot of things over the years and you've also done a lot of research into stress and I know a lot of the listeners out there are quite stressed out in life
0: mm-hmm. but first
1: of all, what is it that causes stress? I mean why do people experience stress? What's going on there?
0: Stress is actually, you know stress is not always a bad thing, I know stress has got a bad name for itself but um, stress is only bad when we have cumulative effects of it when there's too much. Because there's actually good stress and bad stress. Like, good stress can be, like, exercising, even, like, you know, um, going and do public speaking, even though it's really, really stressful. But it actually um, improves, um, um, I guess, expand your knowledge and improve your um, performance as well. So um, that, those things are good stress. Um, that Stress is bad when it is out of control for way too long. If it's a short-term, it can be quite good because it actually pushes to be stronger and better. But if it's a, when it's long-term, that's where our body breaks down. Um, and that's also part of what I found in my research in stress as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So so it's kind of a good stress. I think they call it stress. Uh, that's right. The, the good stress. And then the people have bad stress. What, what do you recommend to people? I mean, you've got an incredible variety of knowledge around how to get transformation in quite a rapid way. If people out there are experiencing the compounding effects of bad stress, Mm -hmm. what would you what suggestions would you make to them?
0: Um, Good question. It really comes from um, awareness. In fact, I have a technique called aware. (laughs) Um, So A, for ask yourself the right questions, for example, ask yourself what are the causes of my symptoms? Like, you know, what are the causes of some of the things that I'm experiencing? So you can list down, you can actually review, um, um, list down the number of stresses, may it be um, psychological, like mental stress, physical stress that you put yourself through, or even chemical stress. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that um, it's, um, there are three different um, groups of stress that can actually... Make us make a body so overwhelmed that it cannot handle um, life in general. And once you list all that down, um, W is for welcome responsibility, then you own it. Be honest with yourself what like role you played in experiencing these symptoms, like no, no judgment and just observations. And then A in the aware is for assessing your emotions. So identify how you're feeling. Like, are you anxious, angry? Hopeless, coming out of control, vulnerable, whatever. Like Just um, assess those emotions, but yet again, there's no judgment, just observations. Now, R in the aware is for realize the lessons. Now, once you have kind of um, looked at all that and how you're feeling, welcome and responsibility, then you want to realize the lessons. So be grateful for the lessons, even though you're experiencing symptoms. So um, we know that um, physiologically, when we're in a state of fear, and anger and all the negative um, um, states, it increases the sensitivity to pain itself. So being in a state of gratitude eliminates it and um, increases the sense of well-being. So that's a really, really, really important step. So ease or in aware um, is embrace the learning and grow. Most people want to um, avoid or run away from discomfort. Um, so by embracing the learning and grow, taking a step back, understanding what you've learned and how you've grown from the experience will help you overcome it in future. So, yeah, that's my, my little technique um, no. that people can help. Yeah. You
1: mentioned that step one there to ask the right question. Mm-hmm. And you said that there are kind of three areas, physical stress, mental stress, chemical stress. Mm-hmm. So what's an example of physical stress that people might get? How do you check yeah. into that?
0: So physical stress can be things like um um like you no know, lack of rest or lack of exercise am i exercising am i having enough sleep um am i um do i have a bad posture am i constantly straining and hunching over in front of computers um have i like you no know, have i been into any injuries recently or in the past so those are physical stresses
1: so what causes mental stress and What are some examples of mental
0: stresses? Mental stresses? I mean, most people relate stress to mental stress anyway. So mental mm-hmm. stress will be things like um, um, worries, concerns, um, financial difficulties, relationship mm-hmm. um, conflicts, um, job losses, um, even like death of loved ones. Um, yeah. Even losing, even losing a game, a football game, or um, you know how we deal with um, those mental stress it's huge on how it will impact on body.
1: Yeah, okay. And so you, you also mentioned these chemical stresses. What are they, and what should people pay attention to when it comes to chemical stresses? Um,
0: chemical stresses is probably one area that most people um, don't even think about. So let's say if you have the like you know, the headache or the pain in the neck or the pain in the back um, and so on, most people kind of go, okay, what did I do, or how stressed I've been in terms of emotional stress, but not really. Most people don't actually ask, oh, what have I been eating? <laughs> That's the chemical stress. So, is there too much processed food in your diet? Um, am I taking too much medications? Is there interactions with the medication or um, is there? Am I eating too much sugar? Am I reaching out for fast foods? Um, even pollution around us. Like, am I living in an area where there's constant, um, pollution? Am I living on the highway? You know, um, pesticides, um, you know, in the food that we eat or even, um, makeup, cosmetics. Um, um if we uh, if we don't give our body a break from, um, the chemicals that we put on our body, like cosmetic product, body products, um, and even cleaning products around the house. Oh, all that can be met um, chemical stresses, one other um, chemical stress that um, um, that is quite frequently overlooked is dehydration, not having enough water to flush the things that we put in the body
1: mm. so actually just getting some good quality water into the system is going to help to assist with the chemical stresses
0: yeah that's right that's right so so um, if I was to say how much water should you be drinking, what would, what do most people say?
1: Uh, they generally re- refer it to a number of cups or something.
0: Yeah, so like you know, generally people might say uh, oh, two litres <laughs> or six cups or um so there's a bit of um, um like you know confusion around how much water we should be drinking. I mean, we don't want to drink too much or too little. Um, but in the general rule let's say um you know someone a child a 12 year old child of about 40 kilos is going to be um, drinking different amount to let's say a 100 kilo man so um the rule of thumb is 1 liter for every 25 kilos of your body weight
1: all right so, so 1 liter
0: per 25 kilos of your body weight yeah so the so right. the, the formula you are yeah, the heavier you are, the more water you should be drinking. Um, and there's also how to drink water too. I know who would have thought that drinking water and getting absorption is like you know there's so much into it. So if someone was to drink a two liters or even let's say one one liter gulp down a one liter of water to get the daily um, um, volume in um, all at once, that um, it's not effective either because If you drink a whole lot of water at once, your body has um, um, like a a spirit level um, system where it actually, if you drink too much at once, it will then eliminate that content. You will just weird out. So uh, the analogy is a little bit like um, if you have a really parched or dry lawn and you dump a whole lot of water on the lawn, what will happen to that lawn? What will happen to the water that you dump on that lawn? It's a strain away. Just, yeah, 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 for it's just, sure. It's just run away. So, um, the best way of watering a lawn is with a sprinkler, right? Mm. <laughs> you want the absorption all the time. It's the same thing with our body. So, if we sip water continuously through the day, uh, you know, maybe a cup here and there and so on, rather than dumping a whole lot at once, we're more likely to absorb that water in our body rather than pee it out.
1: Mm. nice so just regular <laughs> sipping drinking throughout the day
0: that's and you right keep it
1: to one liter per 25 kilos roughly
0: Roughly, so um, obviously in the hotter day, because we will be, and we will be um, obviously losing um, water content through evaporation, through um, when we speak and so on. So when we breathe, we actually lose um, um, fluid content in our body as well. So in the hotter days, then we need to actually up that a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Nice. Hmm. So and that tell me. Itself, mm-hmm, yep.
1: and oh, no, I go on? Go on.
0: So that itself, I find that when I actually get people to drink more water, you'll find that the aches and pains starts to decrease as well. Mm.
1: So you're saying that the consumption of water, the right level of hydration will actually remove a lot of the aches and pains that people experience maybe when they wake up in the morning with a little oh. bit of soreness in the body and so on?
0: Yeah, the first thing you should do when you wake up in the morning is drink water. Drink nice. You have gone through a whole, like, you know, what, eight, seven, eight eight hours um, of, like, not having any fluid intake um, and uh, you're probably dehydrated. So the first thing you should do, most people actually wake up thirsty, not realizing it's thirst, and just eat. If you drink the water, you probably eat less as well. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So, so
1: tell me then, <laughs> When it comes to pains in the body or pain in general, I guess it's kind of two questions: is, is pain always a bad thing? And I mean, what what are the different levels of pain? What are we meant to do with that?
0: I know pain's got a bad rap, hey? Um, to yeah. like <laughs> Well, pain is actually not all bad. Um, for example, like, and I ask my clients um, this all the time. So if you have like, you know a wish and you wish away like you know, pain receptors and pain so you never be able to feel pain. Is it a good thing? And most people are gonna go, actually no. No, it's not a good thing because without pain you don't know that you're destroying yourself. It's actually just an alarm signal to let your brain know, um, that you have reached a threshold, um, beyond beyond that, your body's gonna break down. So it's an alarm signal to prevent you from Injuring yourself even more. So think of the mm. time that when we are in pain, we tend to stop. We have yeah. to because otherwise it's just too excruciating. So pain is there to stop you from killing yourself, really. Got it. <laughs> yeah. um, but obviously, avoiding pain is no good too, and that's partly why there's such an addiction to painkillers um, because of our aversiveness to pain. So if we um, deal with pain by avoiding it and numbing it um, there will be some um, kind of form of um, obviously um, addiction to um, painkillers in fact it becomes a chronic pain issues, which is no longer um, just um, um, what's going on in body but it's actually it changes the wiring in the brain and how the brain perceives pain such that you'll be much more sensitive to pain in the long term so chronic pain conditions are actually really really um, it's it's quite it's a, a, a tough situation to handle.
1: So if people are experiencing pain, what's your general recommendation?
0: Um, firstly, don't be freaked out. Just stop and use the aware um, um, trick as well. Just ask yourself, whoa, what, what's going on? Assess your situation. What's causing it? So lift all the stress and see what might be causing it. So, And then um, definitely seek to do something about it. So first thing, you need to stop. Stop doing the things that you were doing that push, button, um, stop the stresses so that you can actually identify what, what might be the cause of it. And I always recommend for people, if you know, if they can identify that, either if it's an emotional stress that's causing it or, um, you know, if it's a physical stress that's causing it or a chemical stress that's causing it, you can then um, target those areas. So if it's a physical stress, like, you know, maybe you see a chiropractor, um, emotional stress, well, reassess what, what might be triggering that um, and rather than actually just numbing it with medication.
1: hmm So... From that perspective, I know that you are one of the few people out there that have actually been uh, trained in this NET, this neuro emotional technique. First of all, what is that and how can people look at that as a solution to pain and stress and life's issues?
0: Yeah. Um, So NET stands for neuro emotional technique. Um, It was originally developed by a chiropractor. Um, he's a bit of a genius, actually, this chiropractor. His name is Dr. Scott Walker, and um, he developed it to help chiropractors address the recurring spinal um, um, supplication which means interference to, to the nerves that was causing, um, like you know, pain or discomfort and so on. And as I mentioned previously, you know, it, it, with, uh, certain physical symptoms can have like recurrence, like it's something that just keeps coming back um, again and again and again. Um, that just doesn't quite go away and sometimes they can have that um, physical problem can have an associated emotional overlay. So neuroemotional techniques is a really great technique. It's a mind-body technique that finds and removes the neurological imbalances that's related to unresolved stress. Mm. So it's a great tool. It's a great tool that um, that a handful of chiropractors use um, to deal with, um, uh, I guess, physical ailments that have emotional overlay.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. And you, I, mean, I think people will often find that quite a lot of the physical ailments do have that emotional overlay that you talk about.
0: That's right. It does. Um, um, it's just most people don't realize that or um, put the, anything with the mind in a two-heart basket. I don't want to mm. deal with it. <laughs> totally. And they, we, see that, we see that a lot. Like, in a, no, I'd rather not deal with that. I'd rather not talk about it. Um, but then it just continues to harbors in the body, and the body doesn't lie. The body will have to disperse that stress somehow, and sometimes it becomes um, a chronic disorder.
1: In that case, if I'm sitting at home right now mm. and I am experiencing those symptoms and things that are occurring, what am I meant to do? what can the listeners do? What what practical tips can you give them right now to actually start to see some results around their stress levels, their pain, etc.? What are some practical tips you could give them?
0: I think a good thing to do is to review. Like I always talk about, like, you know, really, really ask yourself, rather than pointing fingers at this thing is causing me problems or that thing is causing me problems, actually writing it down and owning it and kind of go, what am I going to do about this? So, um, if someone has been having, like, you know, back pain and neck pain for a long time, um, and just put up with it, you know, like, go and see someone about it. If someone has been, like, you know, um, uh, like, a realizing that their diet is not the best um, for their condition, then instead of just Put up with it, then make a decision to 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 tweak something in their diet. It could be something easy like what I just mentioned, just increasing water content, um, water intake. You know, it's about Mm -hmm. doing something. So um, we can ignore it and not do something about it, or face it, face it head on, and actually decide to do something about it. So if it's a, a physical a uh, problem, then, you know, maybe go see a chiropractor or a physio. Or um, uh, if it's a, 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 a mind thing, perhaps, like, you know, um, look at the amount of stresses or maybe take up a meditation or even see a chiropractor that does NET if you find that you're really, really stuck. Um, if it's, like, you not know, going as I say, a chemical issue, like in you know, a diet, then perhaps really um, take time to kind of go, yep, yeah, I am going to tweak my diet. You know, it might be just make it simple. I think that's an important thing. Make it simple. Um, it could be I'm gonna cut out sugar or um or I want to um just um drink more water. A couple of things, simple things, or even adding more um greens in my diet. And then it's, a, it's about the small steps that we take. Sometimes it can be overwhelming having to change everything, but just one thing at a time. You'll find that it just becomes easier, and it will you'll just be on more on track with your health and well being when you do that.
1: Nice. So there's some practical, easy steps there. Anything else you'd suggest?
0: Um, for for me, how I get, how how I um get in track um with, on track with um health and well being is I, I actually. I, I do it like the old-fashioned way. I write goals I <laughs> actually reveal my health and well-being. And I actually start writing, like, you know, goals and kind of go, this is what I want to do. I want to change things around. This is um, – I might not hit everything that I write, but at least I'm on the right track. So I, I tend yeah. to divide my goals into seven different categories, um, like, you know, spiritual health, intellectual health, emotional health, physical health financial health, career mm-hmm. health, and social and relational um, health. So um, because then it helps me not just to be narrow-minded in how I live my, my life, but actually much more um, diverse and to make sure that I cover all aspects. And that's also how I um, advise my clients how to um, live a, um, a purposeful um, life of health and well-being as well. Got it. So it's not just
1: about physical health. It's looking at health in all areas of your in life.
0: In all areas because you'll find that all those areas when it's in balance, your physical being, also gets in balance.
1: Got it. I like it. So it's quite a holistic approach to this whole scenario.
0: It is. It is. It is. Um, and I think um, uh, it is, uh, in order to be more... A holistic in our well-being or rather feel good and, and happier and more joyful in the long term, we kind of need to take that approach rather than just, like, you know, um, focus on the body itself because we are a sum of all those other elements that make us up. We're not yeah. just a physical machine. We are a social machine. We are a spiritual machine. We are intellectual machine. We are emotional machine, you know, and... um and and so on. So all that will then um affect how our physical well-being
1: is. so setting goals in different areas of life is an important
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, having a it's it's about having stepping out and looking at the big picture and then also then coming back into so a little bit of okay, looking at the smaller picture, okay, what's my problem right now, but then then stepping out into the big picture and then coming back in So, so it's a little bit of out and in. <laughs> To,
1: mm-hmm. to get um, a balance within self. Nice. So setting some goals, drinking some water, taking yep. steps straight away.
0: Yes. Anything else you'd it.
1: like to think about? Like any other final suggestions or ideas that our listeners can apply straight away?
0: Um, the one, one, one thing that I do say to people is to, we are our own, um, worth creating and we intend to judge judge ourselves so when we're observing um um like you know any discomfort let's say pain and so on um just observe it Don't so make a judgment is not good or bad just observe it and um and also once you kind of um come out of um that and um when you have learned from um uh what has caused it and helping yourself to get out of out of that and be grateful for the lessons. So not when we're grateful for even the pain that we're in, um, we can actually grow a lot from it. It's when we are running away from pain that we don't grow. So I guess um, having gratitude really can um, increase our sense of well-being in the long term.
1: Yeah, you talk a lot about gratitude. I know the listeners out there, a lot of them have checked you out on social media. You're at Irene365grateful. When it comes to gratitude, what's a practice someone can put into place right now? How do they do that? What do you suggest they do?
0: Um, There are many ways you can actually cultivate um, uh, like a habit of gratitude. Um, One way is to write a gratitude journal. So um, make it a habit to even just write down one thing you're grateful for each day. Um, In fact, my um, Instagram, uh, arin365grateful, started as a gratitude project for myself. So I took um, a picture of something that I'm grateful for every single day for 365 days. And after about three months, it really became a habitual pattern. And after a year, you can't help but look out for those things um, that you're grateful for even even when your day is crappy you'll end the day with oh hang on I have not thought about something I'm grateful for so it's about repetition um, to actually cultivate that habit
1: mm-hmm. so think about something grateful do it repetitively like in a daily practice yeah and just get into that zone of doing those things
0: yeah, and if we repeat something again and again and again, usually within two to three months, probably about three months or so, it becomes more um, instinctive.
1: Hmm. Nice, more habitual. I like it. Yeah. So uh, I also know that listeners out there, if you want to find out uh, more information, I know your Cairo website is packed full. It's a BeChiro.com.au, B-E-C-H-I-R-O, dot It's got a whole bunch of free information, a lot of free giveaways as well. Uh, and also if you haven't experienced one of these NET sessions, definitely track down Irene and definitely and and get into one of those. Is there any final message you'd like to leave our listeners with before we wrap it up today?
0: Um, yes. Um, it's, If you want to uh, interact with us a lot more, we tend to be quite interactive on our Facebook um, page as well. That's um, Be Chiropractic. Um, Just kind of um, Google Be Chiropractic on Facebook and um, that's where we do a lot of interactions in our community. Um, mm-hmm. so there there's discussions on on there, and Facebook's a really good platform um, for discussion so um, yeah, um, make a comment on a um, if there's any um, questions that you have um, uh, you can actually drop um, comments or questions on the facebook and we'll we can have a like an online chat on um, on Facebook as well.
1: Beautiful mm-hmm. nice. and to wrap it up Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid of your pain. In fact, you can actually find um, joy. When, you, when we're grateful for the learning, the opportunities, we can actually find joy in that pain.
1: Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for all the wisdom that you've shared today, going through the different types of stress, uh, why pain is not always a bad thing, explain the NET. Uh, I'm sure our listeners have got an incredible amount of value out of today's uh, interview. So thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Now, if you'd like to find out more about Irene or any of the other authors, please be sure to go to the website elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. That's elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. We can find out a lot more about Irene and the other authors in the series. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.